Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I was trying to figure out what uh, we were going to have a talk about. I was supposed to leave for vacation the next day. Um, that's when she started screaming, stop attacking me, stop attacking me, stop attacking me at the top of her lungs. This is the plaintiff, Lee Salisbury. He says he rented a room in the defendant's apartment and things went from bad to worse. So he was forced to move out. The defendant made up all these lies about him. He was served with a domestic violence order of protection, which he had to fight in court. And this woman owes him $3,050, the amount he's suing for today. This is the defendant, Janae. She says the plaintiff is the slob of all slobs who never cleaned up after himself. He also tried to put his hands on her. So she went to court seeking an order of protection against the lunatic. Bottom line, he broke their agreement, moved out early, and is owed nothing. She's accused of being a rotten renter. All parties, please raise your right hand. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. Be seated, come to order, please. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome, ma'am. Okay, Mr. Salisbury. Oh uh, yes, miss. Uh, so you rented a room in uh, in Janae's apartment, and the deal was that you were going to be living with Janae and her partner. Is that correct? Ah uh, yes. All right. Um, what went wrong? Uh, so I moved in uh, the beginning of June of this year. Uh, things were fine for the first couple of weeks. Um, going forward, about midway through uh, June, after I had already paid uh, rent for, for July. July uh, things stopped being so friendly, um, stopped communicating with me. Um, well, what went wrong? I'm not sure. Uh, okay, so let me ask you then. What went wrong? I would say there was no cleaning. He had a German Husky Shepherd that showed But you knew lot. that going in, that he was bringing a dog in? Yeah, I just didn't know that he wasn't going to clean because he said that he was. Okay. And, um... He had bugged out one night. He was high off of edibles, and he accused me of calling the cops on him, and he looked like he Okay, wait, wait. Everybody stop. Did you call the cops on him? No, not at all. He was just high. All right. Who is the person with you? Is that that the other? My girlfriend. Okay, come on up, girlfriend. What's your name? I'm Kimberly. Kimberly. Yes, ma'am. Were you there that night that she's talking about? Yes, ma'am. Is that the only thing that had gone wrong between you guys? Yes. 
Were you surprised when he decided he didn't want to keep living there? Or did you see it coming because things were tense? I was surprised because the night um, that he had, he was tired of edibles, excuse me, calling the cops on him. He, um, we talked, my girlfriend actually talked to him when he calmed down and she was, he was like, oh, if it was just about cleaning, then we can just get a whiteboard and assign tasks. And he was like, oh, okay, cool. And then we woke up and then all his things are gone. Okay. Uh, and according to you, that's not how it happened. Uh, according no. to you, what? So the night in question uh, that she's talking about, defendant came into the kitchen uh, and started screaming at me for leaving my bedroom late on. And I said, I didn't want to come in in pitch blackness. And, you know, I was only gone for a few minutes. I use energy saving bulbs. I'm not using that much energy. I don't think it's that big of a deal. And she said, well, can't you use the flashlight on your phone? And I said, no, because I have my hands full of groceries. I'm not going to use a flashlight on my phone, walk in, trip over that. No, we're not doing all that. That's when she said, well, we're going to have a talk with Veronica tomorrow. Uh, Veronica was her mother or is her mother. Um, she's the other person on the lease who did not live there. I never met her up to that point. Uh, at that point, I was trying to figure out what uh, we were going to have a talk about. I was supposed to leave for vacation the next day. Um, that's when she started screaming, stop attacking me, stop attacking me, stop attacking me at the top of her lungs. This made me uncomfortable. The girlfriend and I. Well, what, what, wait, wait, back it up. Uh, verbally attacking her or physically attacking her? Uh, what was no she saying? She was saying, stop attacking me. Mind you, I am. And what were you saying stop attacking me for? He was, uh, he kept saying, like, you, I can get my now, you like that. And I was just How like, is that attacking you? Um, verbally, like, attacking me, basically saying. By saying, I'm going to move out now? He was just cursing at me, and I don't like that. And it just wasn't respectful. And I wasn't, I didn't approach okay. him any disrespect. In any event, were the police called that night? No, so, no All right, I, so you end up moving out that night. No, no, So I took the dog for the walk. We left the house let's give her time to cool off we come back and that's when the cop kind of like uh, drove by slowed down as uh, we were walking into the house that's why i thought the cops were called it's were you apartments. high on edibles huh were you high on edibles no okay no had you taken edibles uh probably like earlier in the day we were okay. at a convention all right uh, but i was no longer so what's, under at, the of course you were at a convention who who among yeah. us doesn't always load up on edibles at conventions right. all right yeah but anyways so these was it so, an edible convention like no. what makes that so yeah of course oh, no, we were no, at a, conven a horror convention all right listen uh, all right let it just stop let's let's focus here you decide to move out that night right uh, well i decided after her girlfriend came out because i could not figure out what the issue was from janae <laughs> or the defendant, uh, her girlfriend was the one that came out and said, hey, we don't think you're doing enough of the cleaning around here. That's what the whole issue is. And I was like, okay, well. Had you not been, had that not been discussed with you prior to that already? Oh, uh, no, no, because I felt like I was doing my share of the cleaning. I so was, it had not been discussed with you until that point? No. All right. No. So uh, go until on. that point, uh, yeah, I didn't believe. Okay, did you or did you not move out that night, yes or no? No, I did not move out that night. What night did you move out? I moved out the next morning. All right, when you moved out the next morning, you take all your stuff and you leave a note no, no, I, I, no, they were at the apartment as I was moving out. I told them what well, the final deciding factor was, was she brought race into the issue that did not. Need she to be brought there. what? Race into the How issue. How did she bring race into the uh, issue? Well, after her girlfriend uh, explained to me what the issue was and I gave him the solution, which was a pretty simple solution. Um, Meaning what? Have a, a whiteboard and yeah, chores yeah, yeah. and I get dates home early and, every day. Yeah. Like I, All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So and that's when the defendant said, I don't know if you know this, but 
my black ancestors cleaned for your white ancestors, and I don't feel like I have to do this anymore. Okay. And at that point, I was just over this. Like, okay. we don't need to bring race into Janae, uh, did explain. you say that? I did. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, what was honest. your name again, Kimberly? When yes, she said yes. that, what did you do? <laughs> um, to be honest, um, I don't believe I was, I was asleep when they okay. had the Good initial move. argument. All right. <laughs> so um, maybe not like, you know, conducive to um, being able to live peacefully together. But in any event, what happens is you leave, you ask for July rent back. Oh, yeah. And they do not give it to you. Uh, and no. not only that, they also don't give you the security deposit. Now, you get sued by mom, your mom, yep. who is also on the lease that you two have. Yep. Uh, and what she does is she goes to court and she sues for all of the prospective rent because, according to her, you had breached the lease. Right. And what happens in that case? Uh, I uh, beat that. Uh, now, no, what does I beat that mean? Uh, the judge ruled that as soon as I moved out, they were under every obligation to move another person into that room to make up that income. Okay. Do you have the judge's order yeah. from that case? Let me see it. Did you, in that case, ask for July and security deposit back? Uh, I did not know I would, could do I've never been to court before. Okay. Like, I don't deal with this stuff. So he's suing for July rent back. And you say he's not entitled to it because he didn't give you notice? I mean, because he left like the same day. Yeah, uh, because next. he just breached the lease. And also, he is the, he's responsible. When his name was on the lease, he was responsible, just like all the other parties that was responsible for that portion of rent. And once rent is paid, it's paid. Okay, so, you're, so your feeling was um, that nothing that happened between you was sufficiently agreed. See, the only th way he'd be able to get out of the a lease and not have to keep paying at least you know, and with enough time for you to mitigate your damages, which is what that judge said. Every defendant has a, a duty to mitigate their damages. In other words, you can't sit back, put your feet up on the table and say, I hereby sue you for eight months and not try to get another roommate. You have to try. So most judges will, will end up giving you a month, two months, and then say, you could have gotten another roommate. At this point, we're going to stop the hemorrhaging. That's called the duty of the defendant to mitigate their damages, to stop the hemorrhaging. And he wanted to now, hold on. I'm, I'm still in the middle Sorry. of something. So that's one thing. Um, but another thing is, if you make a situation so intolerable that it is effectively you've made the place uninhabitable by whatever you are doing to him, the argument or the tension between you is so bad, then he also doesn't have to stay there. So I take it that you are saying to me, Judge, it wasn't that bad. No, it wasn't. Welcome back to People's Court, Harvey Levin here. So if two people are living together and they are butting heads, cannot get along, can one of them leave and not be considered to have broken the lease? What do you say? I feel like they should, they should leave. Like they should have to not deal with that. Well, you can, okay, they can leave. Now the question is, are they still on the hook for the rent if they signed a lease, if, they're just, if it's an impossible living situation? Then yeah, I would say leave and you should get your deposit back. Should not. Oh, you should. Should. What do you say, ma'am? No. Why? You just wouldn't say no. No. Okay, no. <laughs> Going inside the courtroom. So, two <laughs> weeks into July, which you've paid the rent for, they have not returned or she has not returned the money. Right. And you say, you communicate, I guess, through text. Oh, uh, yeah. So now that I'm you're sick out of and my tired car. of living out of your car. Yeah. I, it's and that July. if you're paying July, I'd like back in. Right. Right. So yeah, yeah. It's, and what happens? Uh, so I texted her that, and uh, a couple hours later, um, 
like later in the day, uh, a sheriff shows up at my work and serves me with a domestic violence order of protection. Really? Uh, from this, the, uh, from Can the I see that? Uh, I don't yeah. have that. I have that. Can I see it? Yeah. Okay, what you've handed me are the summons. They're not the actual yeah, yeah, decision the, of the judge. Stop, stop, let me talk. Sorry. I, I had asked you earlier for the judgment in the case where the mother sued you. Do you have the judgment? These are just the things that start the lawsuit. Oh, uh, no, I do not have that. I do not get Yeah, that's the part where I don't want to take your word for what the judge said. Right. But th you know that your mother lost that case, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. You went out and got a restraining order for domestic violence against him based on what? Um, they said it had to be under that because he kept calling me. Um, and all the messages that I had with him are deleted because I got another phone. My phone cracked. He kept calling me and texting me. I'm coming back. I even have this email. Wait, I'm sorry. How is that a domestic violence injunction? You charge a guy rent and he wants to be able to use what you <clears throat> charged him. I mean, it's not like I was saying he put his hands on me and it wasn't for me to say a domestic violence. It was so, It was basically I tried to get... He was kept calling me and texting me, saying he was coming back. Yeah, he back. wanted to get a key to get back into the place that he was paying rent for. Yes, ma'am. Did he say or do anything other than say, I want to get back into the place? I Did he threaten you? My thing is, if you leave, the officer told me, I went to the police department, that if he left, that he could not come back. Yeah, guess what? Wrong. Okay. See, here's the thing. If it was so bad that he can't be let back in, then it was so bad that you have to return July rent. You can't have it both ways. You say, I don't know what happened. It wasn't that bad. We could have worked it out. And then when the guy wants to come back in here, oh, no, he, oh, it was awful. I can't have him back in here. In fact, I got to get a domestic violence injunction against him. That's a little off, don't you think? What no. did you say in the domestic violence? By the way, what happened with this? this oh, that guy dispensed. I just didn't want him to come back into the home. Yeah, I know you didn't. But because you also want to keep July rent. See, here's the thing, guys. In life, we make decisions that are good for us. Like when he turns around and says, I don't want to live here. That's a great decision. But guess what, pal? You're in the middle of a lease. So sometimes the best decisions that we make, put your hand down and listen to me. Sometimes the best decisions that we make cost us, not someone else. So in the end of June... I would have let her keep July because you need at least a month to find another roommate. I would have let her keep July. And now let me talk to you. Yes, ma'am. All right. Because sometimes we make decisions that are in our best interest. You were uncomfortable about it. You don't want to let him back in. That's hunky dory. But guess what, pal? You charge him for July. So if you want to make that decision, which is the decision I would have advised you to make as your mother? or friend, I would have said to, you know what, give him back July rent. Because you can't charge a guy for July and say, nee, nee, and not let him back in when he wants to use it. You can't have it both ways. Um, his claim against you, uh, pain and suffering on account of what? I had to live out of my car for no reason. Well, no, the re I'm going to tell you the reason. The reason is because you moved out precipitously and didn't have another living situation instead of you know, seeing it through and then kind of finding right, a but place. but when I asked to move back in. That's why you're going to get July back and your security deposit back. Because I find that they breached the contract by not letting you back. They, I keep, it, she and her mother, not you. Um, you're just the voice of reason, Kimberly. And the, right. Um, it, so um, so I, I, that, that's why you're going to get 700, you're 750 back and you're going to get your 500 back. But pain and suffering, this is a contracts case. And I find that they breached 
Once you asked to get back in and you weren't allowed to get back in, I find that they breached their right to be able to keep the July rent. And uh, I'm also ordering them to return the security deposit. So I'm ruling in your favor in the amount of $1,250. But pain and suffering is inappropriate in this kind of a case because any pain and suffering that you went through was kind of self-imposed. That's my verdict. Good luck, folks. So the plaintiff will get his rent uh, and his security deposit back. Janae, what are you thinking about right now? I'm happy it's over. You are? Have you learned anything from this whole experience? Um, no roommates. No roommates? You're done with I'm it? Done with roommates. <laughs> okay, well, very good. Probably thank a good you. decision. All right, thank you very much. All right, Mr. Salisbury, you think you acted too fast when you moved out of there and had to live in your car? Uh, no, I don't. You couldn't find another place? Uh, no, no. I gave them all of my money. I was broke. You were busted. Yeah. Okay. Well, where are you now? Uh, I'm in a new place. I got, yeah, I'm back on my feet. I'm doing good. And so, yeah, life's back on track. So I'm happy. Okay, good. Well, you're going to get your rent money back and your security. Right. So that's good. Yeah. All right. You learn anything from all of this? Um, yeah. Don't have roommates. <laughs> Both of you the same thing. All right, thank you very much. So look, I mean, Doug, we have talked about this before. If you live with somebody and you are not getting along with that person, be the bigger person, be the bigger person. Sit down and say, look, it's not working out. Let's figure out an exit strategy. I don't want to be at war anymore. Try it. That will do it for this case. Litigants for the next case on the way into the courtroom right now. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. These are the plaintiffs, Frank and Tula Marchesi. Frank says they were moving, and they hired the defendant to move their furniture, and he ended up breaking their custom-mirrored bed. He smelled marijuana coming from the truck on moving day. The stoned employees smashed the mirror on the headboard. Now they're getting the runaround, so they're suing for the $863.57 needed to get the thing fixed. This is the defendant, George Talisio. He says his guys broke a mirror and he took full responsibility for it. The $863.57 they want for a five foot by five foot mirror doesn't cost that much. He's not being gouged by these plaintiffs. He refuses to be ripped off and he thinks the judge will agree once she sees the evidence. He's accused of having bad luck.
all parties. Please use your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case in the docket. The plaintiff hired the defendant to move their stuff, and the defendant smashed the mirror of the headboard. But the defendant says the plaintiffs are gouging him. It's the case of mirror, mirror, off the wall. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome, Frank and Tulo Marchese? Yes. You're suing your movers, Santini Movers, uh, because they broke your headboard, your mirrored headboard, to your That's bed. correct. Yes. All right. Were you present when the move happened? I was present during them picking up the furniture, uh, but I was not present when they were the delivering end. the furniture. Yes, okay. it was my uh, son's graduation from high school, and we had to be there. Of course. Uh, a All good right. friend of my wife's um, offered to be there. Supervising. The, and then you get a call from her saying yes. what? That the mirror, they broke the mirror right as they were trying to put it into place. Okay, because you had paid them to move it and reassemble it. Correct. Okay. When I arrived there at the house, I was just mortified to find the mirror broken. Um, <clears throat> I was busy talking with the movers about what's going to happen now. Um, I, when I got there, I told them, I said, look, I said, I don't think I'm, I'm not going to tip you guys. I said, you, you broke my mirror. This is a very expensive uh, piece. We had a, it's custom made uh, for us. Um, they said, don't worry, don't worry, we'll call George, he'll, he'll pay for the mirror. I said, you know, all right, get him on the phone. They got him on the phone. I spoke to him on the phone. He says, don't you worry, I'll pay for the mirror. Are you George? Yes. Did you tell him, don't worry, I'll pay for the mirror? Yeah, I said, get an estimate. Okay, Go Okay, um, as um, time went on, he said, give me some time. Uh, they took the mirror so he can examine the mirror and see exactly what it was. Okay. When did they take the mirror? Right then? Right then and there. Do you have a picture of the mirror? Uh, I have it set up. You have it set up. I don't know what that means. <clears throat> That's what it looks like in the bedroom. Okay. Is this a picture that was taken at the first place? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, so it's a built-in, mm -hmm. a big built-in, and so this is a mirror that uh, lies in the back of the built-in. This is the part that was broken, the, this mirror? The glass, a piece of it broke, yeah. Okay, yeah. so basically just that mirror has to be cut to this specific right. shape, and another mirror has to be put right. in there. Right. So if you had told them that you would do it, what is it that ended up happening? Because I can't help but, no but notice that I'm in court. So how do you protect yourself when a mover starts packing up all your stuff and moving? Uh, maybe take any pictures of high value items prior to them moving them. That's an excellent idea. What do you say, sir? Um, have them walk through the house at you and um, sign an agreement saying they witnessed the furniture being in good you know, condition. Two really good points. I think that'll do it. That's good. Going inside the courtroom. You told him to get an estimate and get it fixed. Right. Okay, so and an then estimate. he got an estimate right. and you felt the estimate was too high. Oh yeah. Right, That's so the then problem. what's your next step if you, had told, if you had assured him that you would pay for it, then when he says the estimate's too high, okay. a typical next step would be you called somebody to go out there and get an estimate. Well, I didn't do that, but what we did do is, uh, first of all, to begin with, he didn't take the insurance. No Which more. is why I'm wondering, I know that, and that's why you did not buy the insurance, right? No, but can I, may I can no, answer my question? Yes, you did no, not buy insurance. No, so there is a contract that you signed that caps you at what your damages can be. Correct. Okay, so let me see the contract you signed. And then I'd like to ask you, you knew he hadn't taken insurance, and then you were still offered I to replace the mirror. He doesn't yes. Have right. So then what made you change your mind? 
I offered him a number that I thought would... would yeah, but be, you're just picking the number out of the sky. No, I know, I know what stuff costs. I'm in the business. Nah, oh, trust me. I know what stuff costs. Do you think I'm that's how business, people I'm prove in their cases 50, in front of Judge Milian? Ah, trust me. I know what stuff costs. I'm here 55 years. I, I don't have, care I know how what long stuff you're here. Costs. You are a mover. But I know you what need stuff to costs, get, but... Don't yell at me. You need to get an estimate for someone to go out there, measure the exact proportions, then go to a mirror place, cut the exact proportion, then come over here and then mount the mirror. Right. So it's right. So if that's what you said you would do, why didn't you just, if his estimate was too high, why didn't you call a glass company and have them go out and give you well, a free I, estimate? I got a price for a glass here for $100. Okay. Somebody who's cutting it out and doing all this? No. Just for the mirror. $100. And then who's going to cut it out? Is he well, to gnaw at it and get it to be? Well, I have, a, I have my mechanic here. He's my foreman. So I'm saying that particular thing is a 10-minute fix. So is he the guy who would be cutting the mirror? No, he would be installing it. And who's going to cut the mirror to the specification? Any glazier, any glazier. It's a simple Let piece of Let me see your estimate for a glazier to cut the mirror. In this, was it three separate pieces beforehand? Yes. Well, it was yeah. more than three pieces. It, it, no, I'm sorry. The mirror part was this one mirror and this one mirror and yes, this one mirror. Yes, that's correct. Okay. Yeah. So the, it's the not two side ones are right, fine. Right, 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 right. Two, two on the side and got it. Okay. Well, first of all, the um, three foot by five foot is wrong. But it's three pieces. It's th th right. That's so. That's also wrong because you only have an estimate for one piece. Right. Three foot by five foot. The middle piece is bigger than three foot, foot by they five didn't foot. They break three pieces. They brought one piece. Are two of the piece? Are the two side pieces still in? Yes. Ah, uh, got you. So they removed the big center piece. And is it three by five? No, it's bigger than that. How big is it? I, it's five foot by approximately five that. Approximately. But it's a plain glass, not a beveled edge, anything like that. I don't understand. How do we get here? Um, if you if you were interested in customer service, like like you, you know, you as a matter of customer goodwill. You had offered that because you always knew that they never purchased the insurance. And that's always a mistake. Now, what I am concerned about is you're standing there. You tell the guys, I'm not going to tip you. And then they say, no, 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 he's going to cover it. You cover it. And then you turn around and you tip the guys, right? Right. How much did you tip them? 400 Wow. That was a tip? How much was the move? Move was uh, 1900 1800 Okay. Wow, you're a good tipper. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was a truck driver for 23 years. Okay, and I have a great respect for the uh, for the profession mm -hmm. and the work that the guys put in. Okay, it was a very hot and humid day. Okay, and as far as uh, the negligence part, they they came unprepared. They didn't come with tools. One, you, you need special tools to move hey, a big they mirror broke like it. that. You don't need to explain more about you know. There's no question they broke it. Now my question to you is: mm -hmm. I know that he doesn't have insurance. Right. Uh, and he didn't buy the insurance. And normally that's the end of the discussion. Right. But I have a situation where you admit that you said to him, you know, wh while he's standing there saying, well, you know, I'm not going to tip you. I'm going to be out money over this. Th you insure him. Don't worry. Don't worry. I will take care of this. And then he turns around and based on your promise, he tips out 400 bucks and tips to people. So he relied on your promise. Normally promises aren't enforceable. You could say something, you could say, I'm going to pay for your college education. And then um, I could change my mind the next day. It's not a contract. Right. 
There has to be, each side gives up something for a contract. Right. Or there has to be a detrimental reliance upon your promise in order to enforce your promise. And that's really what we have here. Because you're insuring him on the phone um, that you'll take care of it, not to worry about it, didn't seem like a big deal, you'll take care of it. He turns around and tips your guys quite generously, and everybody's happy until it's time to actually replace the mirror. Now, at some point, who's Nicole? I worked with Nicole in the office. Okay, so Nicole writes a very professional email back to him, saying to him that, um, you know, you didn't buy insurance, you're confined to the amount in the contract, but um, as a goodwill gesture, we will offer you $300, which is much more than the estimate for the mirror. And you say no. Now, it seems to me that we need to get that mirror replaced. So does anybody have a suggestion about how to do it if you don't want to pay $863? Perhaps the person who should purchase the mirror, get the mirror measured, get the mirror out there with your handy mechanic, is the one who should have gotten an estimate. I felt 300 was enough to cover it. Yeah, I don't. Um, to you. But I do, I, I do find that this estimate is probably high for what it is it needs doing. Um, and my obligation in court is to give you the reasonable um, amounts. Um, and I, I, I find it, I'm also, frankly, finding it hard to believe you only got one estimate in a situation like this. So I am going to order the defendant to pay you $500, and that should recompense you for both the mirror and the cost of having it put in. That's my verdict. Good luck, folks. Well, that accident is going to cost the defendant $500. How do you yeah, feel about, not too about happy, that? Bro, You're not, not too happy about that. Number one, the bedroom set's an 80s bedroom set. Yeah. They don't use anymore. It's not even worth $500. That old Formica stuff they stopped using 20 years ago. Yeah, but I throw out 10, 20 of them sets a year. Really? people. They don't use that stuff no more. But you think it could cost her 500 bucks to get the mirror no, made no, no. and then brought over, installed, et cetera, no, no, et cetera? No way. A piece of glass is $100, wow. and it's 10 minutes to install. should be 300 or less. You should have done it. should have done it. Wow. Well, you know. I okay. would have done it if you would have gave me a chance. All right. Thank you very right. much. Sorry. Thank you. Thank you. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> you brought your old team. Uh, the, the plaintiffs are on their way out of the courtroom now. If you'll step over here, sir. So $500, can you fix it for that? I will get more estimates. Uh, maybe the judge is right. Maybe it is. It, the estimate could be a little high. Yeah. So I will get more estimates to see if uh, somebody can do it. And it's all behind your head, right? Yes. It's not on top of it. No, yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So you're not worried about it falling on you. Or no. are you? No. no, I mean, hopefully we'll get a good company yeah. that will okay. do it. Well, good luck to you. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Harvey? Okay, especially with moving contracts. You have got to read the liability limitation. If you don't read anything else, look at the, the, the section that says liability limitation, because a lot of these contracts literally will give you pennies on the dollar if they break stuff. And at least you can either negotiate that or you can get moving insurance. That will do it for this case. Litigants for the next case on the way into the courtroom right now. This is the plaintiff, Judy. She says she hired the defendant to do some renovation work on her bathroom, and the guy never did the job. He complained about there being some new license and insurance problems. He never completed the job, and she's here suing him for the $600 balance of her deposit, which he refuses to return.
This is the defendant, Joseph. He says the plaintiff's the one who botched his job because she didn't submit the proper paperwork to her landlord. It didn't get approved, and his subcontractor charged him for two days' work because he was ready, willing, and able to start. Bottom line, if anyone's owed money today, it most definitely is not the plaintiff. He's accused of doing absolutely nothing. The defendant has filed a countersuit for $600 for lost wages. All parties, please raise your right hand. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case in the docket. The plaintiff hired the defendant to renovate her bathroom. The guy didn't do the work and wrote one return the deposit. But the defendant says the plaintiff botched the job by not getting approval from her landlord. It's the case of the renovation job that went down the toilet. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Okay, Judy, you stay here. You're the defendant. <laughs> yeah, we can't do it without you. Judy, you are suing Joseph for $600, uh, the balance of a deposit that he kept. Uh, he returned the deposit minus $600 that he kept. You want the whole deposit back because he couldn't do the job. You hired him to do what? I hired him to do some renovation in the bathroom. Okay, and this building is a co-op? Yes. Does he live in the co-op? Yes. All right, and why did, did you have work done through him previously or other people no. you knew did? No, um, I was referred by a resident who lives in the building. All right, and what you wanted done to the apartment in question is a bathroom renovation? Yes. So you paid him a deposit of how much? $2,500. All right, and um, you have done work in that co-op for how long? Just one year. Okay, how many jobs have you done? One. And uh, the one that referred you? Okay, um, and you also live in the co-op? Yes. All right. So when you accept her 2500 what was the first thing you did? So basically, we came to an agreement. We had a contract. I so, and the contract was for how much total? Twenty. It was 5500 the total. 5500 was for the total bathroom. 2500 was a deposit. Exactly. So basically, we met early January. We went over a couple things. We went over a plan on what to do. I told her we needed to have my subcontractor and all materials in by February 14th. That never happened. What she, does that mean? So I, my subcontractor needed to do the work by the 14th because he had uh, jobs already set up. Why didn't the, it happen though? Because she didn't put paperwork in late and material. No, wait, wasn't what paperwork did she true. put in late? So not true. To, if okay, you're doing you don't work, just bark out while he's talking. That doesn't if, work. If you're doing what work, what did she do wrong? She had to send paperwork into the management with a license certificate. So prove to me that she there was something that wait. License? What license and certificate does she have? You, no, I needed to send my license, certificate, and everything else to her so she could send it to the management to get accepted. So Why would that be her doing that instead of That's you? That's always the owner's responsibility. Can I please see the, the contract you signed with her so I can see whose responsibility it is? Hand it to my bailiff, please. Stay where you are. Okay. Wait, I have the house rules. All materials must be delivered by the 12th and on-site so the contractor can finish on completion date. If it's not on-site, delays for the completion date, a charge will be enforced. What charge? How much of a charge? It was just $600. So no, I, where's that? Why isn't that in here? I didn't label it. I, yeah, that, 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 it's really good to foresee a potential problem and account for it, but bring it home. Like, put what the penalty will be. Otherwise, it's as though you hadn't written that. But anyway, so go on, and you, and so go on, what happened? So do contractors take advantage of women? I'm going to, uh, oh, you want me to go to her? Okay. Of course. Do contractors take advantage of women? Yes, they think women don't know anything. 
are women an easier target than men when it comes to hiring contractors? What do you say? No. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> well, you covered your bases. <laughs> Going inside the courtroom. Basically, the job didn't start on time. The subcontractors... And the reason why is? The management never got back to her in time. She sent the paperwork in February 8th and they never got back in time. Okay, now according to you, that's not true. Management got back just fine. And Man management said, Man we need stuff, other, other licenses from him or he can't work here. Management got back to me on February 15th and they did not approve uh, work to proceed because electrician and plumber license was missing. The scope of work on the company letterhead didn't match the certificate of insurance and the- um, His certificate of insurance. Correct. There were the three scope things. of work on his there letterhead and on and his contract didn't match. The names actually didn't match. The right. letterhead name right. not there were matches three insurance. Things wrong. So they, the paperwork you gave her to give the co-op board was not didn't approved. cut the mustard. So the co-op board is that right? Yes, but I sent everything that needed to go. On. I know, but if the co-op board did not approve you doing work there, correct? Because of things that have to do with you. It's not something she did. It's something that you couldn't get, you couldn't swing. You couldn't get them to agree to authorize you to do work. Yeah, but I told her that in the beginning. She should have never signed the contract on that date. Oh, was... she should know better than to trust that you would get co-op approval. Agreed. Is that what you're saying? That I should find that she was an idiot who should pay $600 to you because why would you trust me to have the paperwork required and my ducks in a row that the co-op board would approve of me? That's what you're telling me I look in her eyes and say? No. You think that's gonna happen? No. No. Why would you keep anything? I know that you lost time. I know that. But sometimes the time you lose is your loss and not her loss. Why would that be her loss? She, she I, I understand that. I lost the $600 because I had to pay the subcontractors because they sat for two but days. But why isn't that on you instead of on her? Yeah. I already did everything else for free for her. I met up with her 10 times. Why isn't, why, but what did she get for her $600? I, a whole nothing. A whole design. I designed everything for her. I took her. She got her nothing for her $600. She got nothing. Show me the design you gave her. I, I So the two of you talking about what she wants in her renovated bathroom. I mean, you look. No, I agree. Uh, I'm sorry. Seriously, come on. It's just so wrong of you to have kept her $600. I have no words to describe. Now you got, wait, wait, it gets worse. Yeah, counterclaim. You counterclaim. Not only so, do you want to keep her $600, you want her to pay you another $600. Why? So I told her about 25 times I would give her the full refund back on text message. I had a written agreement from my lawyer for a mutual understanding. I would pay her everything back. She How? kept. I would give her everything back. I just wanted Why don't you just give her back? Why are you wasting paper? Why don't you just write just, a check and refund I'm it? I wouldn't be here. money to somebody. She could have still took me to court. Oh, so what you wanted was a, a, a waiver. Yes, exactly. I just wanted to understand that she's not going to take me to court and I will give her the money. I have, okay, did that happen? Did they offer you a waiver and just get the money? Why are you wasting my time if that he happened? He said, you need to meet up with me and you need to sign paperwork. And when I asked what the paperwork was, he didn't tell me. It's he, on the sex. It's a mutual let agreement. Let me see. Let me see. I don't, don't leave your... It's, it's you throughout the whole... Yeah. Did you get... Uh, I didn't trust some, him. What would it matter of trusting him? It's a matter of if you want all your money back I and you asked want for the paperwork. Stop talking over me. Okay. It is not unreasonable for someone you have a dispute with to say, okay, let's settle this. I'll give you every penny you're asking for, but I, I want to know that you're not going to sue me. So let's, you know, sign a waiver. That's not unreasonable. 
Oh, how do you figure that you tried to settle this and she's wasting my time? So you say to her, okay, no problem. Send me your lawyer info. My lawyer will contact them. I'd rather not deal with you. You don't trust her? No. What don't you trust? I was offering to give her money the whole time. Back. Why would you not trust her? She, you're the one who, who, who stole $600 from her. It was three right, months. Send me, send me his info. My lawyer will go blah, blah, blah. Wasted time. Then you say, I don't have a lawyer. I didn't retain a lawyer. I just spoke to them for a consult. Since you denied to meet up with me, I need you to type if you agree once this check is cashed that you're taking back the funds that we agreed in the contract that you signed correct. And do you agree? That makes no sense. Okay. You're having to go back and forth because nobody's making sense. If there was a waiver you wanted to sign, just send her the waiver. Send her a picture of the waiver I, you wanted to sign. I didn't want to leave it with the doorman to No, why disappear. don't you just take a picture of the waiver you wanted to sign? Did you have a waiver written? Yes, the lawyer was waiting for when she no, had no, written. No, not she the lawyer. No, 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 no. The lawyer needs to take a picture of the waiver or, or scan and send it to you. Then you send it to her, and then she has a chance to read it and say, right. this is how this stuff is done. It's done every day, millions of times a day. There's no reason for it to get to that. But in any event, it doesn't matter. I'm ordering you to pay back the $600. And no, she's not going to pay you $600 in lost wages. Verdict for the plaintiff. On your claim against him for $600, on your counterclaim, zero. So the plaintiff is going to get her $600 back. Joseph, you'll step out here. You know, you were whispering something to him all through the end of the, while the judge was reading the material. What were you trying to tell him? I was just saying to him that, you know, she needed to explain to the judge that when he originally gave back that $1,900, he explained to her what the $600 was for. She agreed to it at that time what well, the $600 was for. Didn't and then work. three months later, she decided to come yeah, back for the that's $600. That's right. Didn't work in court, you know? Tough luck. You got to... Definitely. It's a fair judgment. It. Okay. I'm not fair judgment. Fair judgment. Good for you. I, I will not lose no sleep overnight. Okay, good enough. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Hope you've learned something through all this. Now, Judy, who is the plaintiff, is on her way out of the courtroom. This is over as far as you're concerned, right? Yes, luckily. You happy? Yes. How's your, what's, this, what's your bathroom like now? The bathroom is really beautiful. I found another contractor. It's done. And it's done. Okay. But justice has been served. I'm, I'm glad You're that. Okay. Good uh, yeah. Thank you very much. Okay. Okay. Bye bye. Harvey. Look, Doug. The defendant contractor in this case, you know, really is a sloppy contract. In this situation, where hire a lawyer to draft a contract, especially one that you use over and over again, it is worth it because if you don't, it's going to get you in a lot of trouble.